Welcome to Married at the Movies Special Edition on Film in the Time of COVID, where we talk about how a movie-loving couple has dealt with not being able to see movies in theaters for eight months. Eight and, months. And our triumphant return to theaters to see Apollo 13. Yes. So, I mean, yeah, everybody knows lockdown, theaters shut down March uh, it's been rough for people like us. Yes. Um, and I know, listen, preface, we are very privileged that this is a problem for us. Yes. And we know that there are so many people out there being affected in horrible ways mm-hmm. by everything. And we in no way mean to trivialize, you know, any of that. Absolutely. This is just, you know, us talking about our experiences as, Just you know, a fun podcast. Yes. <laughs> so please, um, we understand that these aren't issues in the grand scheme of things. Yes. Last Christmas, we got a projector for ourselves as, you know, our gift to each other, essentially. Yes. Um, And it changed the ways that we were able to watch movies at home. Yes. Nebula capsule, by the way. Yes. I highly recommend Mm -hmm. it. It's about the size of a soda can. Mm -hmm. It, uh, it, it puts out a good picture. A great picture. It's it's not, you know, HD quality. It's not 4K or anything like that, but it's, you know, it's on a wall in our guest room, so yes. it looks great mm-hmm. for what we need it for. Uh, good sound great as sound. well. It's got a HDMI and a power cord on the back. Very easy to hook up. Very and easy to just very up. portable yes. being so small. Yeah, it's great. We got a little case for it. We can tote it wherever we need mm-hmm. to. So that's, you know, it's helped. It's It's become a way that we can sit down and pretend kind of that we're at the movies. Yes. Make not, some popcorn. Yes. With our Whirly Pop. Also, not a sponsor, but <laughs> if you would sponsor our podcast. That'd be great. We use it pretty much every time we watch a movie at home. Mm-hmm. So we can, you know, sit in the dark. It's not a theater. It's not like reclining chairs or anything no. like that. But we can sit, we can turn off our phones and we can kind of try to recreate that experience. Yes. But Well, and we upgraded our experience. We originally had it sitting in, in bed in our guest room projecting it on a wall. Right, which was fine, but you're at kind of a weird angle. Mm-hmm. And you have to sit, you know, with your legs out in front of you. and Yeah, kind of... and it was kind of close. Right. So and we... We, we live in a row house, so I was worried sometimes about how loud it was. Our neighbors have a baby, and we were like playing really loud yeah it was, that was concerning we to do me. yeah our movie room shared a wall with the nursery so yeah it was we would feel, of, feel bad about that yeah no late night showings yeah. just because we don't want to do that to our neighbors so then we upgraded to a makeshift i got a white sheet and i wrapped it around this like particle board stuff and hung it up in our basement so now we're in a couch set up in the basement no matter what we do there are still our cats, who we love very much, but can, you know, walk in front of a projector, say, or knock things over and make yes. loud noises or, or make us for food. Or we're doing laundry while we're, you know, the dryer is running or like watching the movie. There's still the element of I'm still in my house and I still have responsibilities, adult responsibilities, where when you would go to the theater, all of that kind of goes away. And it's also the camaraderie of... You know, like when you go see a Marvel movie and people are dressed up and people are so excited to be there and everybody is there for the single purpose of watching this film. Right. You can put away politics or all these other things. Right now, everybody has the same goal to watch this movie that's in front of them. Mm -hmm. And there's a ritual to it as well. Mm -hmm. You know, the the walking in, the getting your popcorn, Mm -hmm. the, you know, seeing our favorite ticket taker. 
Uh, shout, shout out, out to, to Jimmy. Jimmy at Regal <laughs> Plymouth Meeting. We miss you, man. Uh, we wish you know we could see you every weekend like yes. we did before. Uh, you know, putting your popcorn down, going mm-hmm. to pee before the movie starts, yeah. coming back in. Used to be picking your seat, you yeah. know, getting there early to pick your seat. Yeah. But, you know, that just, it doesn't exist. And it's, for me, movies are a time where I can literally shut out the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, you turn your phone off and you just exist in this dark theater where everything it serves the sole purpose of telling you a story. Exactly. Whether or not that story is good. Yeah, is even totally a bad story different. is still. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Although there are sometimes where a bad story mixed with you know a bad experience and a monster who's just on their phone the entire time. Ugh. That's a whole other issue. Yes. But um, it's just not the same at home. So no. enter Amazon and Michael B. Jordan. Oddly enough. Yes. Yes. So Came they, to the rescue. Yes, they put together a curated series of films at drive-ins, and we are lucky enough to be within you know moderate driving distance of one of those. Mm-hmm. Shankweiler's in Orfield, Pennsylvania, which is a great little drive-in. I would totally recommend fantastic. it for everyone. I think it's still. I think it might have closed. Well, now for the that season. it's colder, but they were still doing weekends. Yeah, they were running yeah. through Halloween. I know. Um, great experiences, and Amazon was putting these on with Michael B. Jordan, and he mm-hmm. curated nights, so they were back to back double features. Obviously, yes. it's, and they were know, focused. Drive-in. They were all focused on minority or underrepresented cast or directors. Right. There were, you know, black directors or movies that featured mostly black actors, uh, women directors. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it was a nice, it was a nice way to bring awareness to, you know, underrepresented uh, filmmakers. Yeah, it was great. And we saw, what, five movies there? We saw... Uh, Love and Basketball, which yes. we had never seen, which is a great movie. It was. Wow, uh, Crazy Rich Asians was yes. that same night. Yes. And then we saw Black Panther mm-hmm. and Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. That was a great night. Which Both is an movies. awesome night. I mean, you can't ask for two more fun films yes. to see. And then there was another one, wasn't there? Yeah, we, we only stayed for the first one. Actually, I think that was it. So I think we saw four films there mm-hmm. at three separate occasions. Yes. Um, which was great. And, you know, drive-ins are fun but again, they're not the theater Movie experience. theater, yeah. They're not. So it it's a good time. It was good. It was still a good. It was still a good escape. We're not in the house and right. You know, bringing like a cooler of your snacks, like that was really fun. Yeah, setting the car up with like pillows and and things like that. That was entertaining. And it's safe too because you're completely socially distanced. Mm-hmm. You're you know outside in fresh circulating air, so yes. you're not in like a room with a faulty air conditioning unit or something like that. And everybody was good about wearing their masks when they were, you know, in the bathroom or yeah. at the snack line and things yeah. like that. And there were good snacks, you know, popcorn that I didn't have to pop myself mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. But again, it's just, it's not the same. It's so not the same. We're constantly craving what we are missing out on. Yes. And I think what we were missing out on the most was the Ambler Theater. Yes, absolutely. We said in, you know, our first episode that we were married at the Ambler Theater. Mm-hmm. It's very, you know, it serves a very special place in our hearts. Yes. It's a amazing theater run by very dedicated and like caring staff and i don't and edu- like passionate about movies yes staff. yes and that's the thing they they actually care about your theater going experience absolutely which cannot be said about many many no. you know chains at all yeah you know um remember that one time we went to see a movie and it cut out twice during the whole movie, it like went out and then it went we back saw, in, and it went out, went back in. On nine, it was on like an old it was nine um, millimeter film. 
not nine millimeter. That's a gun. <laughs> <laughs> it was shot on nine millimeter. Huh? <laughs> it was, it was a thirty-five millimeter. Thirty-five millimeter. An original print of Alien. Yes. Which, I mean, it it was kind of the color was you know a little faded because of it's old. Yeah. <laughs> and so when were, it cut out, we're yeah, like, okay. we were like, it's the price you pay to see something in a restoration theater like this. And like, it was back on in like what ten seconds, if that. Yeah. yeah, I think it was almost instantaneous. And they gave us coupons for. They gave us two vouchers. Yes. Like each person got two. Yeah. For free popcorn and a, a small, small soda or yeah, something like small that. Small popcorn and a drink. Yeah, which is is ludicrous to yes. me. Like, it did not have to happen at all. They just go above and beyond for, you know, their patrons, which mm-hmm. is what you want out of any business. Absolutely. You know? So, the Amber... You just feel special when you're there. You do. <laughs> and I, some people might not, but... We do. Yeah. And I remember one time we sat down next to a guy who was there for, I believe, the first time, and... The movie hadn't even started yet. They do this thing where they kind of warn you that there's about three minutes before the movie's going to start to, you know, give you time to like, hey. There's still plenty of time to check out our refreshments. Yes, Yes. exactly. (laughs) And there was a, the man next to me was like enjoying it. And he just had this giant smile on his face. And he turned to the people that he was with and he said, this theater is a treasure. And (laughs) that's just how you feel. It's just such a fantastic experience. And that's what we missed. So much. Most of all. So one Thankfully. day, yeah, they post on social media that they're allowing for rentals of the theater, and we went back and forth. Mm-hmm. I think a little bit, you know, it's like not uh, terribly long. <laughs> well, no, but I think you know we kind of look at it and it's like, oh, that's like super privileged and like yes, I just feel kind of you know like could that money do something else mm-hmm. good, but. At the same time, we do want to support the Ambler because we are worried, you know, about it surviving. Yeah, that's without the thing. showing anything. Now they are they are doing, and I would tell you to go patronize these because they are having you know digital screenings that you can um, get through various websites where half of the proceeds go back oh, yes. to the Ambler. And we've been renting a lot of those, and, and they did a, a lot they did of do those. some outdoor um, events. Yeah. As but, well. But, you know, at the same time, we are members, so we do, you know, donate to them every mm-hmm. year. And we mm-hmm. want to make sure that we can do what we can in order to, you know, make sure, sh- like... It was about supporting a cause that's important to us. Yep. That's yeah. way better than what I was meandering about. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, yes, there could be other charities or things, but, yeah. you know, that brings a lot of joy to us and to other people. Yeah. and So I think- it wasn't, it didn't seem to be frivolous and that we were supporting something that we don't want to see go away and like everyone i think in this time we've had our own ups and downs you know emotionally and just sure you know you need things sometimes to kind of make you feel normal and to also you know do that that kind of Mm self-care you know so it was it was pretty much a no-brainer to us to to do it ran out the ambler Mm -hmm. so we set up a date and we knew we were going to be doing this thanksgiving thing yes and we said, why not use this as one of the one of the movies, right? So we had a conversation. I think it was a fairly short conversation yes. about which movie to see. And I think there were maybe four movies in the conversation. Yeah, in the I running. think 
We thought Green Mile possibly because yeah. we wanted we wanted to get the most out of our rental. Yes. So we so, didn't. We are. We both said we're not going to pick a movie that's ninety minutes or less. Yeah. Like the movie has to be at least two hours. Yeah, we're not going to watch Greyhound. <laughs> yeah. You know, even though I mean, technically that would be cool to see. On yeah, but it's only like ninety minutes or yeah. something. So. So you know, we want to get our money's worth, and we want to spend as much time as we possibly can inside the Amber yeah. Theater, <laughs> just selfishly. Uh, yeah. So it was like Green Mile, I think, Saving Private Ryan, mm-hmm. and, like um, sort of the movies that seeing them on a big screen would be right but for me one of my absolute all-time favorite movie going experiences not even just experiences at the ambler was when me and one of my best friends chris went to go see gravity Mm -hmm. and it was special to well to me because it was such a great experience but it was special to the ambler because they actually showed it in 3d yes which is not something that they do uh often no if, and big box movies like that are not always ones. yeah like they're not showing avengers and they're not showing right, like those right. types of movies but the post that they did on facebook about you know why they were doing 3d mm-hmm. was a very impassioned plea from um their you know curator at the time saying that if you see this movie we believe truly that this is the best way to see that movie and mm-hmm. this is what we want to present to the people the that go way. to our theater yes and my God, they were right mm-hmm. because that was a amazing, amazing experience. I or, wasn't there. No, Monica <laughs> was not interested. Nah. She doesn't have the same love for space movies as I do. Yeah. Um, plus, I think it was a weeknight, and you probably you know, I, I think it, be out that. I late. think it was a weeknight. I have to get up early. <laughs> but so, space movies and the Amber to me kind of go together because I've also seen you know Arrival there and one or two other space Alien, as we mentioned. Oh yeah. Um, It just, it was, it seemed right to be Apollo 13. Mm -hmm. Also, just from a technical standpoint, we're not going to get the kind of level of darkness and and depth and sound Mm -hmm. out of our own projector as good as it is. Yes. So we chose Apollo 13. So the day has come and we walk up to the theater Mm -hmm. and we walk right in. And having already previously dropped off Apollo 13. Yeah. To them. Yeah. So they needed whatever we were watching on on Blu-ray or, you know, DVD, but obviously Blu-ray is better. So yes. uh, we dropped that off and everything was incredibly safe. Everything mm-hmm. was great. There was one employee working so he could run the film and make sure that there were no technical staff. Boots. Um, we, of course, you know, being popcorn lovers and lover of concessions, we had uh, ordered ahead of time popcorn and candy candy. and some drinks yeah so in my emails back and forth i was like we would each like a large popcorn because again we wanted to get our money's worth yeah and take some home yeah exactly (laughs) store it away and vacuum seal it so it would last us savor it um so the response was oh popcorn is a flat rate and you get a batch and i was like oh great i don't know what a batch is Mm -hmm. i assume it's like maybe two and a half larges i don't i don't know i never worked at the theater i guess i if I spent the time on it, I could have figured out yes. as much as a batch would be. But we walk into the theater, which has private rental over the yes, it did which over was the awesome. doorway, which was great. It made us feel super special. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is a you know a, your standard like six foot folding table, and upon it is a white garbage bag, <laughs> like a clear clear, clear plastic, bag, yeah. Filled with popcorn. Yes. And when I say filled with popcorn, I mean... It's a garbage bag filled, filled with, with popcorn. popcorn. It, 
I was in heaven. Yes, I it was amazing. Massive. And then even our guy. our drinks were lined up, and our candy was was set up. Yes. And they had hand sanitizer there and napkins. Mm-hmm. It was just we felt yes really really special. Presentation was top notch, and we were just. I mean, we would have been excited no matter what it looked like yes. because we were, you know, back in the Amber, but they just go above and beyond to make it even extra special. Yes. And yeah, it was amazing. We're still, we're still not, this is uh, the following Monday. That was a yes. Tuesday. This is the following Monday. We're mm-hmm. still not through with the popcorn. We still have probably about um, a large popcorn's worth left. Yeah. I'm not sure how much... How, how much more uh, we can get out of it. Yeah. It is starting to get, you know, a little chewy. Styrofoamy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still not bad, though. No. There's something about the Ambor popcorn. It is the greatest popcorn. It is delightful. On earth. And I don't want to know the secret because then I would try to make it myself and I would just disappoint myself every single time. Most likely. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I, we sat down to watch the movie. Mm-hmm. No previews. No nothing. Um, though, honestly, I would sit through Amber previews. Oh, yeah, always. There's just nothing to preview right now. Right, unfortunately. So then it was time for the movie. Um, So for the movie, we're going to throw it now to our very first After the Credits segment, which Mm -hmm. is a segment where you get our real-time thoughts and discussion on a film on our ride home. As so, where we often discuss films as we leave the Ambler. Yes. I'm going to do my best to kind of clean up the audio so that it sounds pretty good. I am not an audio technician. Yeah. So please bear with me. And uh, if you have any pointers, go ahead and shoot them to Married at the Movies podcast, <laughs> or Married Movies podcast, rather, at gmail.com. Or um, tag us in the comments uh, at Married Movies podcast on Instagram. But for our thoughts on the movies and uh, our general take on Apollo 13, mm-hmm. we're going to throw it to past Sean and past Monica. Yeah. So, guys, what would you think about the film? I love that movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. I, I don't know why I put off seeing it for so long. Like, that movie is my, like, particular brand of thing. Space? Yes. <laughs> I... Uh, I mean, you know, like in in Moneyball, when uh, Brad Pitt is like, it's hard not to be romantic about baseball. Yes. Like, that's the way I feel about space it's movies. Movie. Like, it is so, like, it's just so romantic in so many ways. Mm-hmm. And that's just the, like, being in space. If you add then the ingenuity and all the people coming together to solve problems quickly and, like, with the brain power of 10,000 people. Yeah. Like, just the uh, yeah the ingenuity that that part is so cool how they're all yeah it's just these three guys and all these people around them like trying to bring them home and like that scene when they're like literally you have to fit a square peg into a round hole yeah and then they're like using only this and they put like that's just incredible it also makes me wonder like how things really went but like yeah went I mean, down but they did i'm sure that's a problem that they did have to fix yeah. Like, so that is incredible that they used socks and duct tape and the, the, cover, the cover of the, of flight, the flight manual. Plan. Yeah. Like, the, the math and science behind what needs... Like, even when they said, um, we thought you would have moon rocks. Right. So they yeah, even, yeah. for their flight home, mm-hmm. they even had to think about, okay, they're going to put some rocks onto the ship. So yeah. now that those rocks aren't there, they have to... Yeah. They, they essentially, they have to solve for X while... You know, they don't know what why is. Haiku <laughs> yeah. and, you know, running a marathon at the same time. Yeah. Like, 
physically to the men in space that need to, like, you know, be, yeah. Yeah. Well, in the, I think I underestimate the level of, you know, rocket science that the astronauts themselves have to know. Like, yeah. that, you know, you think they're just, like, flying a big airplane. <laughs> like, right, yeah, they're not just pilots. Like, no. they all have incredible intellects and, you know, the right stuff. You know, there's a reason why it's called the right, that, yeah, the right stuff. Exactly. Um, but the the way it was directed was incredible. Ron Howard can make a freaking film. Man, I mean, there were so many things, just little things. When like when the power came back on, the one point, and then it zooms out, and like Kevin Bacon is in the window, and then like the light turns on the window, and then it like zooms out. Yeah. Or when um the the stuff started melting. And yep. then the water droplets mm-hmm. were like, like hitting the face. Yeah, like coming off. Re-enter. Um, like all those little things were. I mean, that's just incredible. The the real genius of the film to me is that obviously maybe eight percent of your audience will understand the actual danger and the things that actually go wrong and how they can be solved. Yes. But they teach you so subtly, so many times, you know, what is a horrible, horrible condition. Mm-hmm. And then they break it, you know? Yeah. They, they tell you things that work and how they should work, like, really subtly, and then they break it, and you know then how big of a cluster they're in. Yeah. Like, there were times when they were, like, you know, the, the GHC in a 2-1 over 12, like, then I'm like, oh, I feel like a moron. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like you said, then there would be a little bit, and I'm like, oh, okay, you know, oh, oxygen, not good, CO2, lots, <laughs> lots of it. <laughs> like, that's, no, you no know. <laughs> oxygen, bad, much CO2. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> but you know what I mean, like, they would, they said all these things, and I didn't understand, but then they would, you know, like, okay, oh, heat shield, oh, is the heat shield going to hold up? And parachutes, yeah. like, oh, ice, it's cold. Like, were, yeah. like there was enough, um, both visual clues, mm-hmm. I think, like, even, like, when the windows started to, um, you know, freeze up and things like that, that uh, you could start, you know, to understand. Right. Despite all the numbers and things that they were, you know, shouting out. Yeah. So it was enough to make me, like, feel dumb for a bit, and then... You're yeah. like, oh, I know what they're talking about. Like, I'm a rocket scientist. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, like, I can figure this out. <laughs> uh, like, that was that was super interesting. Although, what was actually wrong with the the one guy? Was he sick? Did he have the measles? And did I he don't lie know. about it? Yeah, I, we'll have to read up on that. Um, like, if he or if he just if his body just had a physical reaction yeah, I mean, to being in space, be, like you know, that hypothermia or. Some, yeah. Where is you know, his body starts shutting down because of extreme cold and yeah, stress. but he but he threw up like right away. Oh, that's true too. Like I don't know. My I was thinking that it was going to be revealed that he he didn't have the measles previously when he said that he did. Yeah. Because he didn't want to jeopardize like going onto the. Yeah. But I guess. No, so I feel like NASA would have been able to you know double triple something. Check that yeah. Health records. Yeah. Like that. Maybe it was just also an exaggerated yeah. element for the movie. Too. Yeah. To... So I do have to call you out on something. Uh oh. And that's that a couple of weeks ago we were discussing watching Apollo 13. Uh huh. And you were 
fairly adamant that, that people the died. astronauts died. Yes, I did. And I, no, wait. I thought I thought one of them died. Okay. I thought one of maybe I was confusing our um, Armageddon. With this. <laughs> I thought I thought somebody went flying out of the spaceship. Yeah. No. Nobody did that. No. No. And I was, I thought yeah. I was fairly certain. And again. I don't know real things that happen. Yeah. But I was fairly certain that they wouldn't make a movie about these three guys just going into space Well, no, like I said, I didn't think it was all three of them. I thought it was just two of them. I thought there was going to be, like, a sacrifice situation. Like, again, I think maybe I was confusing Armageddon. Right. You know, like, Bruce Willis sacrifices himself for everyone, I thought. Yeah. I thought Kevin Bacon, like... Spoilers for Armageddon. Oh, sorry. (laughs) I thought, like, Kevin Bacon, when they were like, he's the only bachelor on there, I was like, oh... He doesn't have kids or a wife, so people think that his life yeah. doesn't matter, so he's going to be like, I'll go and I'll do it. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. That was actually... <laughs> it didn't. <laughs> Speaking of Kevin Bacon, that was one thing that I actually had a bit of a hard time believing. I think, I, at least I owed hope, was slightly manufactured for the drama of the movie, and that was kind of the, you know, the close-knit duo of um, mm-hmm. uh, Bill Paxton, rest in peace, Yeah, and Tom Hanks, yeah, kind of, you know, Bacon being on the outside. I just from things I've read about, you know, astronauts and and things like that. I kind of doubt that clickiness would have happened. Mm -hmm. Well, but he wasn't. He wasn't part of their original team. Yeah, but still, I feel, you know, astronauts need to be of a certain like psychological makeup, and I feel Mm -hmm. like you know, out or like othering other people in that kind of way. Yeah kind of against what I've heard. Maybe, they, yeah, maybe they were just trying to heighten to the fact that Kevin Bacon didn't feel like part of them. Sure. Like, yeah. maybe it was more about, like, how, and like, I, his perception yeah, of it. Yeah, I could totally get that. Like, why didn't he have one of the earpieces? That was odd to me <laughs> as well. But that I mean, they don't have enough room for three earpieces? Well, I think... I think given that he was the one that was going to wait, and we're going over a a road that's being worked on, so I apologize, (laughs) listeners. Um, Here we go. Hold on. This is better. There we go. There we go. (laughs) Um, I I think him being the one that needs to stay behind and orbit the moon as the others, you know, touch down, I think he he needs to be in contact with them, but not necessarily with Houston. True. So I I think that that is, you know, um, the, uh, I think that's why that happened. It was like a disconnect. Yeah. It was definitely, you could definitely feel it. It was, yeah, it might have been just a a writing choice. Can we talk about that just in general? On these missions, there was literally, um, well, I'll say man because they were men, designated to go into space, be miles away from the moon, closer than, you know, anyone else has ever gotten, and not go down there and just wait for the other two, pick them up. Like, to go around the block while the other guy goes in and yeah. buys something from a store. Yeah, like, I don't understand just, that either. <laughs> I mean, I know there are, but there needs to be congressional medals for those types of people. Yeah, but they don't get... It's just, it's insane to me. Man. And you ask, like, the guy on Apollo 11, whose name escapes me, I'll edit it back in so that I don't look like such a dingus, but, um, like... Neil Armstrong? The one that no, stayed no, behind? The one that stayed behind. Oh, yeah, I forget. Uh, See, nobody remembers him. I know, and I feel horrible. But, no, it's not. But, no, like, Buzz Aldrin was the other one that won yeah. the moon, too. Um, they've asked Third him, guy. you know, like, is it a, a problem? And he's, no. Like, yeah. it's, 
He's like, no, it's fine. I'm still crucial to the mission. It baffles me that somebody can have that much humility. Like, it's, that's just amazing. But, yeah, I... Well, and it's so, and how heartbreaking is it when they, like, they orbit around the moon and they're looking at it and, like, like that sort of dream sequence <laughs> that Tom Hanks has that he's, like, putting his fingers through the, like, the moon surface. Yeah. Like, it's so heartbreaking that they, you know, they don't get the chance yeah. to go on there. And then also, Gar- uh, Gary's niece's character, like, when he finds out that he can't go. Yeah. But then ends up being, like, like, part of, <laughs> yeah, part of you is, like, you kind of want Gary's niece to be, like, hey, forget you guys. Uh, hey, Tom Hanks, you said I couldn't go on this thing, so yeah. why should I help you now? See, if he was like that, though, he wouldn't have gotten that far. Yeah. Program. Yeah. It was, it, just part of me thinks that, like, oh, now you want my, now you want my help. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> but, like, yeah. that's, that's really cool when they had the simulator, and, like, he's, he's trying to figure out all the things, and it's pretty cool. It's sort of poetic that even though he wasn't on the miss- mission, he ends up, like, saving the mission. Yeah. yeah. Which is pretty, is pretty cool. And again, yeah. just shows what you were saying, that, like, everyone is integral right? in the whole, in the whole thing. Yeah. Even, um, you know, Clint Howard, who, you know, gets, like, a bad rap for, like, just being, like, a bit player in his brother's movies, but, like, you know, he's Wait, who? Clint Howard, the bald oh, guy. Ryan? Oh, that it's Brian Howard's brother? I mean, Ron, Ron, <laughs> Ron Howard's. Howard. Ron Howard's. <laughs> yes. Not Ryan Howard. Not Ryan Howard. Ron Howard. He's the medium piece. You know, you got the big piece. Oh, the oh, okay. piece. <laughs> I see. No. <laughs> he's, no Ron he's, Howard. You know, there's somebody, like, everybody is in charge of one thing. And if anybody screws up any part of it, you know, the, the entire mission. Just the the film does a fantastic job in not making any one person a hero. Like the process yes. and the team is a hero. Yeah. And yeah, because because every because every little part matters. Yeah. The littlest calculation. Yeah. Of you know the thrusters or the well, and just the whole thing. Apparently, what they said it was just like a coil, like something right. wrong with a coil that was made before. Yeah. Tom Hanks was even an astronaut or something like that, he Before said. he was named to the, the, the Apollo 13 mission. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's that's fascinating. Also, whoever did that, they gotta feel really bad, right? Well, <laughs> I mean, everybody ended up was, okay. Yeah. But... I, I don't know. I need to read up on it, but it seemed like it was, like, a... It was just, like, a manufacturing error. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... An engineering one. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't something like somebody put it in upside down or something I don't think. But um yeah, yeah so oh, you guys this <laughs> uh, this movie just it did everything. Yeah. You know, like when when I was a kid I loved Star Wars so much and I would like set up all my like cool Nintendo arcade style controllers like in a ring around me and watch like <laughs> you know the assault on the Death Star. Nerd alert. I don't care. <laughs> I would, you know, like, pilot along with them and, like, press buttons and stuff like that. And, like, I don't know, like, that's all you ever want to do is, like, fly in space and talk to a droid in the back. Yeah, like, that's all I want to do. And that's, these movies <laughs> just make his shut up. <laughs> you know how I feel about space movies. They're not really my thing. But this, uh, this is phenomenal. Because it's, yeah. I mean, it's so much more than just about space. 
Oh, can we talk about, did everybody in, what year was this, the 70s? 69. 60? Okay. Did everybody have a TV on the floor? Like, when did, like, TV stands become a thing? Well, that's... Because, like, every yeah. time they were watching TV, it no, was, like, the day, on the floor. They were giant cabinets, like, so that yeah. was the way they were. But they couldn't made. put, put yeah. some legs on them? No, 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 no. That didn't happen for a while. Oh. Like, my, my grandma had a TV yeah. that was on the floor until I was probably, I don't know, 12, 13. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. It was like, someone along the way decided to put some legs on? Well, or, got, like, Ikea, Ikea became a thing. <laughs> They got lighter. Well, I get that, so, that they were bigger. It's you know, just smaller. It's just everybody's like sitting on the ground watching the TV. Yeah. It was a, a little interesting. Yeah, sitting on the ground like Meg Ryan for no good reason. <laughs> um, that was a with like there were lots of sort of themes going on at the same time, and I thought mm-hmm. the one like as far as the media, like the little speech that his wife gives when she's like he they wouldn't even cover his broadcast and now that yeah, they and now it's interesting it because they might die them going to the moon so how is it interesting mm. them not going to the moon yes. something along those lines yeah yeah it's just and that was really a so well written powerful you know theme in regards to human interest yeah you know oh somebody might die so now it's more interesting to us yeah or now we can or it's only gotten worse since the yeah, absolutely. But that was, um, like, she was really good. Yeah, she was, it was a great performance. Uh, so many great performances. I mean, everybody. Yeah. So good. Much great. like I was saying, you know, last week with Green Mile, like, everyone inhabited those characters. It's, you know, nobody's like a movie star. Even Tom Hanks, like, he's forget as Tom Hanks. It's yeah, just, yeah. Well, because it's so intense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think the only thing left to do is, what do you rate it on? Oh, wait, I hadn't thought about that. Um, hmm. I mean, I might give it a 10. I mean, I don't really, I can't really think of anything that's wrong with it. Yeah. Right? Like, any reason to give it a 9 or a 9.5? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you couldn't tell... By my tenor and my excitement during yeah. this entire thing, it's absolutely going to be ten. Yeah, I think so. I think I, I think we might need a little distance, you know, to like hammer home like the final score, just because we are still on that high from actually seeing the movie in a theater. In a movie theater, yeah, uh, for the first time in you know seven months. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, to me, it like I, it's a long movie and it flew by. Yeah, it know, definitely didn't. Fun. Yeah, yeah, it was extremely well done edgier seat the whole time i absolutely yeah absolutely a 10 for me yeah i think i think it's going to be a 10 for me but yeah i'll sleep on it yeah. see how i feel in the morning <laughs> yeah uh so with that said we're gonna throw it back to you future sean and monica yes see you then yeah so there you have it folks a perfect score for apollo 13 and um spoiler alert it holds up for you know the rest of the week and yes. uh if you want our full take on our second week second full week rather of thanksgiving check out episode three of married at the movies which is uh in the feed you know right next to this one uh so that'll do it for this very special episode for film in the time of covid or whatever you know you want to call it yes and uh yeah thank you very much for listening to married at, at the, the movies, movies. 
Welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready? Shut up. <laughs> That's staying in. Blooper reel. <clears throat> Welcome to Married... Really? 